This is TID Short Stories, a TID Water and Power podcast miniseries. Every episode, you'll hear a short, unique, and often lesser-known story from TID's rich history. And you'll hear these stories that helped build the district's 135-year history told by the people who operate the district today. On today's episode, TID's Survey and Right-of-Way Manager, Tristan Higgins, tells the story of a failed land settlement by the state that ultimately became a community served by the district. Sometimes building a better mousetrap becomes more of a mishap. Such was the case in 1917 when the state of California tossed its hat into the irrigation development game. Thus begins the story of the state of California's failed land settlement in Delhi and how Delhi was ultimately annexed into TID. A little bit of historical context here. In 1917, the United States was preparing to enter into World War I, and a year later, the world would begin to be engulfed by the Spanish flu pandemic, which would kill 50 million worldwide and nearly 700,000 Americans. Turlock Irrigation District had been founded 30 years prior and was already delivering farm water to many developed areas in the region. Still, the area today known as Delhi was largely unfarmed. Its sandy terrain was seen as unfertile. And even though TID canals bordered its north and east flank, Delhi did not have many inhabitants. The only farming there was the dry farming of grain, primarily because Delhi was not within the formal boundaries of the district and did not receive irrigation water. All projects need at least one visionary. While most know him for the lake that bears his surname along the Nevada-Arizona border, back in 1917, Dr. Elwood Mead was leading the Irrigation Investigations Division at the United States Department of Agriculture. Mead's vision of developing affordable land settlements to create swaths of small family farms saw its genesis in 1907, when Mead traveled to Australia and saw how the government's direct involvement was a catalyst in the blossoming of irrigated communities that were once barren terrain. Mead's concept would be that the state would purchase land and would then build a system of farms and ditches in Delhi, ultimately selling the small farms to willing buyers on easy terms. These buyers would need to have experience in farming and would employ farmhands who would live on small farm housing units on the premises. Sounds harmonious, right? Much like the irrigation district movement led by TID in 1887 and later the National Reclamation Movement, Mead imagined a Delhi settlement of family farms complete with the pride that comes from cultivating one's own crops on one's own land as a means of income, fulfillment, and purpose. The land settlement concept had been piloted in the Sacramento Valley community of Durham and seemed like something that could be replicated elsewhere by the newly formed California Land Settlement Board. Mead anticipated that affordable land ownership outside of urban centers would raise the stature of rural society. Mead was an irrigation expert who eventually would become commissioner of the United States Bureau of Reclamation. He selected Delhi because of its proximity to two TID canals which carried water diverted from the Tuolumne River. Also, Delhi was located between two major railroads and a state highway. Add to this fact that some 4.5 miles southwest of Delhi was Hilmar, a flourishing colony community that was started by Swedish immigrants in 1902, and one could see Mead's vision. The old John Mitchell estate owned by Edgar Wilson was the largest amount of land in Delhi. Mitchell, the founder of Turlock, had recently sold the land to Wilson. All told, 8,400 acres were purchased by the state in 1919, dividing up the land to about 66 units of 28 acres each. 
TID had given assurances that if the state purchased the property, the district would annex it. This is exactly what happened in 1920 and 1922 with the TID annexations of some 6,000 acres of the Delhi settlement. Another condition of TID annexing the land was that the state would need to pay the amount that would have been contributed towards the district if the land had been included in the boundaries of the district at the district's founding. But challenges persisted for the Delhi settlement, namely the terrain that made traditional ditch irrigation a less feasible method, sandy soil, which meant windstorms and canal breaks, something that the TID and state were both aware of. So the state devised a plan to build pipeline delivery systems and sized the piping to provide irrigation at flow rates of anywhere from one cubic foot per second to five cubic feet per second. The problem was that these rates were significantly below what TID was utilizing in its system to deliver water in similar situations. The assumptions made by the state land settlement board during the surveying and siting process also became problematic. Originally, the state planned to lay 26 miles of pipeline. However, the project required 143 miles, which raised costs for the state, and hence raised initial costs, as well as payback costs, for those that would settle in Delhi. Without heeding the advice of those in the region who had been farming near Delhi for years, irrigation experts from the University of California planned land plots that were awkwardly shaped, laid out, and often too small, which resulted in windstorms and vermin ravaging crops. Costs were a major deterrent to settlers, and most of those who did come became salty and surly. Because of the steep price, the state needed to extend its advertising reach as it promoted the land. Additionally, the state lowered the farming experience qualifications for settlers interested in purchasing land, meaning many first-timers and inexperienced farmers took to the trade in difficult times and under difficult circumstances. What should have been an opportunistic time in the spring of 1923 when TID began delivering electricity to the region after the completion of Don Pedro was actually a time of great trouble for the settlement. Settlers could not keep up with their payments and the lack of consistent farming results meant general displeasure with the situation. Market prices for produce and dairy went down substantially during this period, which only exacerbated problems. People were so enraged that an effigy of mead was erected and hung. The state hurried to write off past due delinquencies and lower interest rates on existing debt, but that did little to curry favor with the upset settlers. Finally, an agreement between the state and settlers was reached in 1931 for the loans to be paid back to the Federal Land Bank, and the state would withdraw from Delhi involvement. With Delhi farmers already receiving water provided by TID and Delhi already annexed into TID, what remained was having TID take over the administration of the distribution system. The Turlock Irrigation District formed Improvement District 52 in 1930 after the state's Improvement District Act was amended in 1929. From there, TID made $25,000 of repairs to the Delhi distribution system built by the state, specifically enlarging pipelines and pumps to allow for the adequate flow of water to irrigators. Delhi would begin to grow significantly after the change. The population exceeded 500 inhabitants by 1950, according to Merced County records. Today, Delhi is a growing unincorporated community nearing 15,000 residents. TID delivers water to growers in the region who provide a variety of crops such as almonds and non-permanent row crops. In all, the state lost some $2 million on the Delhi experiment. It was simply a good idea with bad execution and worse luck. The tale of trying to replicate the success of early irrigation efforts is a cautionary one often told around these parts, noting the importance of local control of resources, 
as well as state and federal deference to local knowledge. The lesson learned here is ultimately, when trying to build a better mousetrap, be certain not to recreate the wheel.